Engaging conversation on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Well, hello, I'm Janet Marana, Executive Director of Priest for Life. Welcome to our program, and boy, am I excited, uh, because tomorrow I am going to be flying to Washington, D.C. for so many events that we're going to be having this week in D.C. Priest for Life, that's right. Our Priest for Life team will be on the ground. We want you to join us. Well, joining me right now is pro-life leader Frank Pavone. Welcome to the program. Okay, greetings. Another March for Life. Another uh, March. Well, for me, this will be my 34th consecutive, consecutive. consecutive March for Life. Haven't yeah. skipped one. Imagine oh, that. That's right. Yeah. So now we have a lot going on. Of course, on uh, Thursday, there'll be uh, a prayer service in front of Planned Parenthood. They that's can right. join us at that. That'll be uh, starting at 9 a.m. to 11 uh, then that afternoon, uh, there's going to be a kind of show the truth to President Biden. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that will begin at 1230 in front of the White in House, front of 1600 the White House, yeah. Pennsylvania Avenue. Yeah. Uh, and they can join us there. And then, of course, uh, the big event that we hold is the next day, uh, Friday, uh, will be the, the prayer service in the DAR Constitution Hall. And that starts, of course, with a Catholic Mass at 7.30, but the prayer service begins 8.30. No charge to come. Beautiful, beautiful theater. Great venue, yeah. Great venue. Yeah. And we have some people being honored, don't we? Well, we have some great honorees this year. Now, today we're going to talk about two of them, um, two of the four. Right. Uh, Mark Houck. He's been a follower of Priest for Life. He has been a peaceful, prayerful, pro-life activist right. out in front of the abortion facility in Philadelphia. Father of seven children. Seven children. Right. And he trains, he does like scripture says, train your children in the ways of the Lord. He's brought his children out to pray at the abortion facility. Well, you know, you've been with me and, 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 and we've been all over the country in front of these places. We know that they have very ugly, hateful death scorts, as we call them, right? there to bring in these these moms to have their abortion. So one of these death scorts, he was angry at Mark. He was taunting him and taunting his kid. So Mark was defending his <clears throat> child, and they got into a little altercation. Uh, the Philadelphia Police Department said, there's nothing to this. There's no, you know, no need to bring any charges or anything. But, um, but the Biden administration said, oh, the face law. You know, this law that Clinton signed in 1994, you can't intimidate anybody going in for abortion uh, in these clinics or you can't block access. Well, he was doing neither one of those He was doing neither one. But that doesn't stop the data. Listen, these pro-abortion... A SWAT SWAT team barged uh, into his home. Came to his house in the early hours of the morning one day with guns drawn. Yeah. Pointed at him and his family. It was absolutely over-the-top, overreaction. It's a police state. Right. It's the activity well, of the and, police. And the thing. thing is, you know, Mark was very calm. Yeah. And, of course, uh, eventually the charges were dropped. And he was vindicated in court. He was vindicated yeah, by, by, in by, court. By a jury, yeah. By a yeah. jury. Uh, and that's why we are honoring him for his witnessing in front of uh, the abortion mills. 
but then also too for his sticking by. Not by, not fight, not getting intimidated himself, not backing down. Instead, he's fighting back. Now he's suing the Biden administration for what they did. Right. This is what has. You know, the, uh, many commentators have said it this way: the other side doesn't understand, uh, and they don't care about our rhetoric, our arguments. Mm-hmm. They only care about action. Right. When we take action against them, then they take notice. And this is what Mark is doing. He's, right. he's suing and he's running for Congress. Yeah, that's it's terrific. It's great. So we wanted to honor him and encourage him because right. in honoring him, <laughs> Janet, what we're really doing is we're sending a signal to the whole pro-life movement. And number one, we're living in a police state. Beware, because mm-hmm. they are targeting pro-lifers, not just Mark. And it Mark. could be you next. Yes, it will be. Yeah. And, and they are targeting, we've seen, in fact, we have a FOIA request, don't we? Freedom of Information Act. Right. To get more information, because we've seen documents, Congress has obtained documents, that the FBI is actually targeting traditional Catholics and pro-lifers. Uh, and pro-life people. Yeah. And it's like... Well, what, what, are you, what are you trying to do? I'm sure we're on some hit list somewhere. And that's why we ask freedom of information. We want to know. We want, you know, to, we know. want to know. So, well, recently we got to ask Mark his yes. reaction yes. for being honored. So let's take a look and see what Mark had to say. Well, friends, we are delighted to welcome again on this program our friend Mark Houck uh, from Philadelphia. Mark, how are you doing today? Oh, it's great to be with you again, Father. Thanks for having me. It is great to see you. And listen, congratulations on receiving this National Pro-Life Recognition Award. Uh, My board at Priests for Life and also the board of the National Pro-Life Religious Council uh, were unanimous in their their conviction that really, you know, we wanted to honor you on the day of the March for Life at this Uh national prayer service. And, uh, you know, you have made it so clear you know, through all the things that have happened to you, that the last thing you were doing was seeking any kind of spotlight or glory. You know, we do this for the glory of God and salvation of of souls and for the lives of these babies. But nevertheless, uh, congratulations. We want to give honor where honor is due because you've given a great example of faith and perseverance in the midst of pretty serious trials. Uh, Well, we're happy to accept that award. We're honored to accept it. And and we have to accept these things because uh, it's important that, um, you know, we acknowledge what what people are doing and, and, uh, you know, for the glory of God, as you said. And yesterday I was at Planned Parenthood. We had a save yesterday. So we continue to persevere and, and, uh, and help babies and moms. And uh, this just keeps us going when we, when we get these honors. It's it's just a, a pat on the back from the Lord, I think. Well, you know, Mark, when you go out and, and, and pray at these facilities, as you've been doing for a very long time, and uh, we were together at the 40 Days for Life Symposium. Uh, sure. I think that's the last time we were together in person. But uh, you know uh, how we have to clothe ourselves in prayer. Could you say a word to our audience about the importance uh, on the day of the March for Life when we will all be together with you, with Bishop Strickland, with Sister Dee, with Mark Lee Dixon, and with pro-life marchers from around the country. Could you comment on the, just the, the necessity of clothing ourselves in prayer whenever we're gonna go out into the public arena, whether it's at an abortion clinic or whether it's at the March for Life? Yeah, I think it, I think it sets the right disposition as we go out to, to a prayer vigil or even a march, you know, there's a, there's a celebratory element to coming together as a pro-life family, but, but there's also a, 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 a solemn nature of it all, which I think requires um, the right disposition. And I think for me, when I go out to the prayer vigils, I like to fast. And of course I bring my rosary. And I, I think it's important because uh, I think God can profoundly use us. Not that he can't use us if we're, 
if we're not praying and so forth. But I think our our disposition, our interior disposition, our outward disposition needs to be one of um, service. And and I think the best way for me to enter into that, especially as I come to the march, that I'm there to to to, to witness to who we are as a people, is that. You know, we just we prepare our hearts. So we're not going to have like a, a huge buffet breakfast and, and gorge ourselves. We're really going to enter into solidarity with you know the children that we've lost that we remember. And of course, the moms. And, and I think the best way to do that is uh, maybe have a black coffee or something uh, and just really empty ourselves so that God can further use us. I think it, it, it gives us the right disposition. And I'm happy to share that i know it's helped me uh knowing that you know i'm going there and i really need to surrender everything and that that includes uh you know the 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 exterior for the day and i think you know to fill our our cup up with prayer and with you know the the lord through from mass and communion is, is just a perfect way to begin that day uh, Mark, uh, since we were last uh, together, two big developments have happened, and I just want to touch on these very briefly before we let you go, uh, because uh, it's shaping your life, and I think it's shaping the life of the nation. Uh, one is our friends uh, Dinesh D'Souza and Dan Bongino, two great, great patriots and just men that I admire so much, um, have made a film, uh, as you know. It's called Police State. Correct. You're in it. Tell us about that, Mark, because it has to do with what happened to you when the FBI raided your home. Sure. What a timely film. And, uh, of course, Dinesh would always be on top of these things at, at the center uh, of, of, of this, you know, knowing uh, how to draw attention to what needs attention. So, uh, yeah, police state. We, we were uh, interviewed for this film back in March. Dinesh had been planning it, uh, you know, a month after my raid. And, uh, you know, he's highlighting that. He's highlighting our story, other stories, and, 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 and whistleblowers that have come forward to kind of reveal all these things. It's really a, a exposing the deep state, and, and it's exposing the weaponization of our government. And uh, it needs to be heard. It needs to be seen. I think it's opening up October 23rd and the 25th at, at theaters nationally. And, um, yeah, it, it's, it's going to be an important film, I think, for this coming election. I think um, it's timely, and and people just need to educate themselves about what truly is happening. Because I can't I can't tell you how many people don't believe really what happened to me, or don't even know what happened to me. And uh, and maybe it's because they've they've eliminated news in their life. I don't know, but there's a lot of people in this country who don't know how bad things really are, and and how the two tiered system of justice has 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 taken over this country, and how this republic is in danger of, of losing its freedom. So, um, I'm happy to be a part of it, and I look forward to uh, being at different premieres. I know you and I might be in Florida together at a at a premiere, so I look forward to that. Yes, policestatefilm.net, everybody, is where you can go for that. And, uh, and Mark, it'll be an important theme for us to stress at the prayer service because these people are going after the entire pro-life movement, the entire conservative movement, sure. uh, and uh, uh, it's another way we f another, and another reason why we fortify ourselves in prayer. And finally, the other thing that changed, you announced a big new effort in your own uh, service to our nation. Tell us about that, too. Yeah, sure. Well, thanks for the opportunity. You know, God laid it on my heart uh, through many people that, uh, you know, I have a sacred duty, uh, as we all do, to, to do what we can. And if God gives us, you know, the position or the ability to influence 
others. I think St. Augustine talked about this, that, that we would be held accountable to those things if, if we reject those opportunities. So uh, we're running for Congress. Uh, this is something we took to a lot of prayer. It's not something we wanted, but it's clear that God wants it. And so we're all in for God. And, um, you know, that gap that will be what I choose for my life and what God wants for my life, you know, I, I'm going to go with what God wants for my life. And so uh, we announced in early August, we're two months in, we got a lot of work to do. Um, we're going up against an incumbent who uh, he's got a lot of support and, um, you know, but we have God on our side. So we had the full force of the government coming after us, uh, all the money in the world coming after us. We won, uh, as you know, and uh, I believe we'll be successful and victorious in this as well. What's the uh, the congressional district there in Pennsylvania for the race? That's right. That's District 1 in, in Pennsylvania, the Bucks County region of Pennsylvania. The Bucks County region. Okay, we got a lot of good pro-life people there, as you well know. And uh, well, listen, uh, how can people connect with your uh, your campaign? Sure, they can go to halkforcongress.com. That's H-O-U-C-K. Uh, it's not the uh, the number, but F-O-R congress.com, halkforcongress.com. It's so exciting. Well, there's a lot going on. The run for Congress, the sure. the police state film, the ongoing uh, legal. I mean, because you on the legal front, you're pushing back, right, against the uh, against the Department of Justice for what they did to you. That's right. We're filing very soon. And uh, that's going to be on national news and Wall Street Journal. And yeah. we'll have a lot of attention with that as well. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're suing the government. We're suing the DOJ. And that's going to be coming out very soon. Well, I think that, uh, you know, for our viewers who already know you and for those that are just getting to know you, it's very clear why uh, we want to give you this Pro-Life Recognition Award. So on January 19th, it's going to be an exciting day. We're going to march for life. We're going to be together in prayer. So we want to thank you again, Mark, for uh, your you. friendship and witness and uh, onward to victory. Amen. God bless you, Father. Keep up the great work. God bless you, too. Take care. That was great. Wasn't well, I'm it? looking forward to what he has to say at the prayer service. That's his right. remarks when I hand be, him his award, uh, uh, listen, he'll get his to remarks say are going to be very, very mm -hmm. inspiring. Yeah. And, uh, and and you know, one of the things I'm going to point out too at the prayer service, he is part. His story is part of a new film that's been released called Police State. Oh, uh, people okay. can go to policestatefilm.net and, uh, and see, it, see yeah. it. It's it's created by our friends uh, Dinesh D'Souza <laughs> and yeah. Dan Bongino. Okay, oh, the two okay. of them. Here you know, <laughs> they know what's going on. And uh, Police State, Police State is a is a powerful movie. I think it's one of the best preparations for this year's elections. You right. know, to to realize that. And here's the difference between a police state and a a, 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 a state the way it should be, normal justice. Right. In a normal justice system, you go after a crime in search of a person. Right. Right. Crime is committed. Who did it? Let's find out. Right. You don't know who you're going to find, but you're going to find the person who did the crime. In a police state, you go after a person in search of a crime. Right. You know who you don't like. You want to. You know who you want to silence and sideline and intimidate. You go after them, and then you make up the crime. Right. That's Stalinist. That, that's, that's Marxist. Yeah. And that's what we're, so unfortunately... So it's great to see Mark Howard Mark honors. standing up. Right. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. It's great. Now, of course, that's the prayer service. Uh, the next honoree will be uh, Mark Lee Dixon, another yes. Mark. Yes, oh boy. And he has been going all over the country helping to start sanctuary cities for the unborn, right? Now, that's where <laughs> local government prohibits abortion That's local right. government local. decides and it starts with in some of these towns it's like the town council yes votes city council and, right and mark has a, a 
cookie cutter recipe, mm -hmm. and he's been getting this done in quite a few places all over. Well, the it's country. done in a very smart way. He's got some very smart attorneys that have been helping with this, and it does. It's adaptable, obviously. I mean, right. the basic concept is there, but then they adapt to the local circumstances in each town and city and village. And this is a great way because people understand. Abortion is a local phenomenon. I mean, right. obviously, you know, talk about the federal government, that Supreme Court has a lot to do with it. Right. But abortions are taking place not in the Supreme Court or the halls of Congress, but down the street from where you that's live. Right. And that's why the local town, the local city needs to rise up and say, wait a minute, we, whatever we can do to stop the killing in our boundaries, we're going to do it. So he's created this movement, Sanctuary Cities for the Unborn. That's right. Well, recently we got to chat with him and get his reaction uh, <sighs> to um, being honored. So yeah. let's see what Mark Lee Dixon had to say. Friends, we are so happy in this special broadcast to be joined now by Mark Lee Dixon. Uh, he serves as the director of Right to Life of East Texas. We've been together out there in that part of the world and uh, also has founded the Sanctuary Cities for the Unborn movement. So, Mark, welcome back to our headquarters. Great to be and here. And we want to congratulate you because we're just announcing here on this broadcast that you are one of the recipients of our annual National Pro-Life Recognition Award. So we are very happy to be able to give that to you January of 2024 because of the great work that you've done with the Sanctuary Cities. Well, it's a great honor. So deeply uh, appreciative of that. And, you know, this work, we, we all have to, to work together to end abortion in America. And we couldn't do the Sanctuary City for the Unborn Initiative without uh, the help of great organizations like Priests for Life. Well, you know, that's one of the great things about uh, any, really, I've noticed any successful project in the movement or, or successful advance for the unborn, it always seems to be something that it does involve the wide pro-life body Absolutely. of citizens that we have. And this in particular, don't you find it ties into that that thirst for people to be able to make a difference at the local level? Washington, D.C. seems very far away and is in many ways very far away powerful deep dark state people say how can i influence that but explain to us for those that especially that are not familiar with it how sanctuary cities uh, as a movement really gives people some local control about Absolutely. protecting the unborn so the sanctuary city for the unborn initiative at the root it starts amos 515 to hate evil, yeah. to love good, and to establish justice within the city gates. Within the city, right. Okay. And perhaps the Lord, the God of hosts, be gracious on the remnant of Joseph. Growing up, I always heard in churches that if you want to get something done on abortion, you take care of it in Austin and Washington, D.C. And that's not what Amos 5.15 says. Mm -hmm. uh, it says to hate evil, love good and establish justice within the city gate. Yes. Now, obviously, I'm not giving up on doing work in state capitals and the nation's capital. Right. We still need to do work there, just like we need to do work at other places. But the local level is where we've forsaken. And if we take back our cities, we can take back our counties, we can take back our state, and we can take back America. So this is really legislation on the most local level, right? These are, Absolutely. explain what, what's the nature of these, these initiatives. Are there ordinances that cover a particular city? Explain that more. So these ordinances uh, 
cover the the incorporated cities and then the county ordinances cover the unincorporated parts of the county and they to varying degrees uh, address abortion and as much as we can in that area mm -hmm. here in texas uh, what we're doing is abortion trafficking ordinances okay. so there's still work to be done even in texas right because we're seeing what's happening with the abortion assistance groups paying for abortions across the the border and so we go as far as we can go to truly work at ending abortion in America. Mm -hmm. The Texas ordinances right now, they're having an impact in places like New Mexico and Colorado. And that's the way it should be, that Texas has got a Texas. Uh, we've got to keep on keeping on. Um, you know, Texas is viewed as a leader in pro-life legislation, and I want to make sure we keep being a leader in pro-life legislation. Right, right. Uh, we all have to do our part. So in a state where abortions are generally legal, maybe there's some limit later in pregnancy, um, what would a, uh, a sanctuary city be saying? Basically, no abortion in our city? Well, no abortion in our city, but then also going further to say, like, Mitchell County recently in Texas, they said uh, in the unincorporated parts, the roads and the runways cannot be used for abortion trafficking. Oh, okay. And if yeah. there's an attempt to use those for abortion trafficking, then there's this mechanism where those abortion traffickers can be sued into oblivion. Now, how do the lawyers uh, that help you, because obviously you, you, there needs to be a lot of legal input into this, how do they explain how this works in this sense, that people might ask, well, wait a minute, if abortion is legal in our state, how can it not be legal in that particular city? Is it because the local government can go further in protecting the unborn than the, than the state government? Right, now, in states where it's illegal, like Texas, of course, we, we have some, some, some room to, to go further on some things. Now, in s states where it's uh, legal for abortion, like, um, New Mexico and Colorado, right. Illinois, control. Right. Uh, yeah. they have unrestricted. Uh, absolutely, they have legislation that, that prohibits cities from passing ordinances. Okay, we've got to be careful there. Yeah, and so the ordinances there, where in states where abortion is deemed as as legal, mm -hmm. uh, we are passing ordinances which I call de facto abortion bans. Mm -hmm. They accomplish the same purpose, but they are. Uh, requiring compliance to federal statutes known as the Comstock Act, which right. was passed in 1873, prohibits the mailing and receiving of abortion-inducing drugs okay. and abortion paraphernalia. And so we know that federal law trumps state laws and state constitutions. Yeah. And so uh, while a state government may say you can't pass ordinances outlawing abortion, how dare the state government try to even say you can't require compliance with federal with law? With a federal law, yeah. So in other words, the bottom line is that these sanctuary um, cities, these ordinances that are crafted and then voted upon, uh, and they're usually voted upon by the city council, right? Correct. Usually, right. Are very, very custom made. I've heard you make this point in, 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 the, in the past. 
it's not one size fits all. It's custom made. You got to take into account what state are you in. Got to take into account other factors. Therefore, the good legal advice. But then it always involves, in some way, the participation of the people. Right? They Absolutely. have to make their voices heard. Maybe to their city council men and women. Right? That they don't want. They don't want an abortion facility opening up in their town, or they don't want various laws being violated in order to kill the unborn. And that's where you've seen a great response, haven't you? It's motivated Absolutely. people. And, and we don't just go anywhere. Uh, we have an online petition, mm-hmm. and we have people go and sign that online petition so that we know where the interest is. Right. Now, we don't use that information for anything other than getting a pulse of this is where we need to go next. And okay. we see sometimes people share their story. They have abortion stories. Uh, they share us why they want to see this mm-hmm. become a reality in their community. Mm-hmm. And it's very moving. But we encourage those people to show up to those council meetings yes. and to, to share their story. And, and there's times that just recently in Llano, Texas, uh-huh. a, a man shared that he played a role in abortion and it completely traumatized his, uh, you know, he's carried this for his entire life. Yeah. That may have been the first time he publicly shared that story. And, yeah. you know, we're seeing more and more men and women uh, here at these council meetings share for the first time with hopes that mm. that the Lord would use their story of, of, of the horrible decision that they made and then how they've dealt with it afterwards um, to to really change the hearts and minds of those leaders and maybe allow their vote to be in favor of the ordinance because right, of that right. testimony. Yeah, that's where our The Silent No More movement comes in, Absolutely. overlaps with efforts like you're making. So, friends, I hope this inspires you get to give a better idea of sanctuary cities for the unborn. And you can see, as Mark is explaining this to you and the fruits of it, why we have chosen him for uh, this uh, Pro-Life Recognition Award. We want to encourage works and movements like this, like a movement within the movement. And we want you to be part of it, too. Where can they go to connect with this movement? So, uh, two websites we have. SanctuaryCitiesForTheUnborn.com is where they can go specifically if they're interested in the Sanctuary City for the Unborn initiative. They can sign the petition and see abortion outlawed in their city. In their city. Now, if they're in a city that maybe it's like an Austin or a San Francisco. Yeah, right. Uh, the likelihood of abortion being outlawed in those communities um, by a local ordinance, it's, it's a stretch, right? right. Uh, so there's another website, markleedixon.com. Okay. And what that is for, it's for I'll come out and I'll share some stories of courage that I found among council members and mayors throughout the, the movement mm-hmm. and some words of encouragement to, to help people rise up yeah. and uh, to to get in those places of mayor, city council, school board, etc. Uh, and so from a very different angle, but it all it's the same kind of mission. Uh, we've got to take back our cities. Got to claim all of them. That's right. Absolutely. That's and they can right. they can contact me through that website. We Markleydixon.com. have a lot of different resources there of um, other things I've been involved in too, like 
the defamation suit of saying abortion, uh, when I said abortion is murder and got sued for it. And, you know, we can stand up and have courage. We can't, we don't have to back down. We don't no, have to cower right. to the, right. the woke left. And we can't let them keep criminalizing speech, which is a, a, a big, big national challenge we have right now. So thanks, Mark. Congratulations once again. We look forward Thank to... Uh, January the 19th, Friday morning, the day of the March for Life, being with you. Uh, we're also honoring Bishop Strickland, as you know, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So thank you. Thank you, brothers and sisters. And uh, we'll go back to our main program. What a young man to be so energetic and on fire with this, this well, new he, project. He, and he lives at, like we've been living for the last 30 years, on the road all the time. All the time. He'll say, all oh, yeah, time. I'm going to be in this city today, and the other one tomorrow, and then next day, next day, I've been home in a month. You know, We yeah. know what that's like. Exactly. And, and, and it's, it, that shows that, you know, this cause, and this is one of the reasons we have the prayer service, this cause goes to the core of our spirituality, and it demands a full response. It, it right. calls for a full response to say, I want to stop this killing no matter what it takes, and, and I want to give my... It's what, you know what? It's a scriptural lesson, and I bring this up often at the prayer service. St. John tells us, here's how we know what love is. He laid down his life for us, and then he goes on to say, we too must lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. That's right. That's the pro-life mission yeah. right there. Well, and with Mark Lee Dixon, with his Sanctuary Cities for the Unborn, it reminds me of, you know, when you talk about abortion, some people go, oh, it doesn't happen in my town. And we know it uh, does. Uh -huh. So the phrase of, for Mark Lee, is not in my backyard. See, that's okay. what he's trying to do. That's right. He's trying to say, no, in my town, not in my backyard are we going to have abortion mills, and no one's going to kill babies in my town. So it's a great project, and I'm so glad he's going to get honored. Yeah, it's great. You know? Very exciting. Let's get on that planes tomorrow and well, get to DC. Well, uh, we right? wanted to tell, remind people who the other two honorees are. We're going to talk well, about them in a different program. Different program, but yes, <laughs> we're also honoring uh, Sister uh, Deirdre Byrne and also Bishop Joseph Strickland. So you're yes. going to want to get to Constitution Hall on Friday morning, 7:30 for Catholic Mass, 8:30 for the prayer service, and then after the service in the lobby there, there will be a meet and greet opportunity. We're going to meet these people. these people. That's so right. It's a great, great and Alvita King will be with us. Yes, and Alvita King. Dr. King. Dr. Right, King right, will be right. with us too. Well, thanks Good for day. joining me. Thanks, Janet. All right. Well, brothers and sisters, if you want to know about all our activities this week at the March for Life, go to priestforlife.org/slash/march4life. We have the addresses there for the Planned Parenthood, for the White House event and times, for the prayer service at Constitution Hall, and where you can listen to the Silent No More Testimony. So again, priestforlife.org slash marchforlife, one-stop shopping. See you in D.C. Thank you, and God bless. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.